All right. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Praise the Lord. All right. Oh, my goodness. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We are at it again. We are here. I am Apostle True. I am with Prophet is Free. And we are so glad to see you. And we're happy that you have joined us. So why don't you do me a favor and share this? Share it. Yes, share it. Because we appreciate you. We appreciate you joining us on the third Saturday of each month. We thank you for sending um, your little texts and, you know, the little messages that you send, letting us know how blessed you were by our Facebook Live, our Eternity Chats. We thank you for this. We thank you that we are still here. This is season two. Yes, season two. We have completed a whole year, and we have been talking about this wonderful book, Beyond Salvation, which Prophet is Free has penned. And we are talking about it because it is a wonderful tool, and it is something that God has placed on her heart. And so I found that it was an excellent read, not only for those who are seeking the Lord and just entering into their relationship with Christ, but as a teaching tool and something that we can use as a reference guide whenever we are dealing with, uh, whether it's a con uh, congregation, whether it is a um, revival, this book is awesome to be able to give out and hand out anything that we are doing for the Lord. This book is definitely a key. It is definitely a key. It is definitely something that can be used to bring glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So you guys just come on in. We're asking you to come on in and share this on your timeline. Share this with a friend and messenger tell somebody text somebody tell them this is the facebook live eternity chat that we've been talking about this is that uh the two uh women apostle uh apostle true and prophet is free we've been talking about where they just get into the word of god and how we are so excited every third saturday to see what amen. is next amen go ahead tag somebody tag somebody Yes, and if you know somebody who doesn't like to get on Facebook or doesn't have Facebook, they can get on um, the website, godsloveswongministries.com slash eternity-chats. They will find us there live. Okay? See, we got you covered. We got Praise you covered. We got you covered. All right. So we are so excited to be uh, with you again. Uh, we're looking forward to getting into the word of God and getting into this salvation, this gift, the art Amen. of receiving God's promises. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and there are many promises. It's, see, that is an S on the end of that. It's not just a promise. There are promises. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I am going to... Once again, just kind of thank you, but I'm going to uh, ask Prophet is Free to do a little bit of uh, reminding and house cleaning, and then we can go ahead into prayer and we can get started. Amen. Amen. So by way of housekeeping, Apostle True has already said, invite somebody, tell somebody. But when you tell them, tell them to come locked and loaded, bring your Bible, 
Bring your pen, your notebook, your journal, your highlighter, everything you need, your sticky notes, whatever you need to capture what the Lord is saying to you. Because you know what I have found? I'm sitting under the word. I'm listening to the teaching. It's so good. It's so powerful. There's no way I would ever forget that. But then a couple of days later, when I go to recall it or when I go to use it, it's like, what was it? What was it? I didn't realize I was under the anointing while I was listening to it. And the anointing was was expounding it to me and, and illuminating it to me and, and just making it that big. So write it down, write it down. Um, so make sure you bring your Bible, your pen, your notebook, everything you need. Um, and let this be an enjoyable time with the Lord. Don't try to write down every word that comes out of my mouth or out, out of Apostle True's mouth. Write down what you hear the Lord saying to you through us. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, this is everything. Set yourself to be in agreement with the word of God. Whether your natural mind comprehends it or not, set yourself to be in agreement with the word of God. Let God be true and every man be a liar. The Bible says that our natural minds can't even comprehend the things of God because the things of God are spiritually discerned. So they must be received into our spirits. So if we just make up our minds right now, take dominion over our minds right now, I am in agreement with the word of God. I don't care what other opinions I've heard, other opinions I've had, experiences I've had, the word of God is true. And I am in agreement with that. And when you do that, when you set yourself in agreement that way, you are giving Holy Spirit room and permission to minister the truth of that word to you. And you shall know the truth, and that truth will make you free in that area of your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. So um, I believe that's it, Apostle True. Uh, receive today. Receive today. <laughs> receive today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Receive. And if you don't know how, that's okay. That's what we're here for. That's Amen. what we're going to talk about. All right? Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. All right. Do you want to pray us in? Sure, sure. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you for this divine appointment today that you've had on heaven's calendar from before the foundation of the world. We thank you, Lord, that you are so excited to deposit in us today this word that will come forth today. Hallelujah. This is the appointed time. Everything that everyone has gone through to get to this point if they are listening to this broadcast, whether in person or even um, during a replay or at a later time, everything they've been through has brought them to this point where they can receive this word that is being imparted today. So, Father, may every person make that choice. In this day, when they hear your voice, may they harden not their hearts. May they receive all that you have for them. May they receive your direction and instruction from your word that would bring the correction, that would bring the direction they need to go, that would give them what they need to be able to receive from you, period, and to be able to receive from you on another level, and ultimately to receive from you on the same level that you desire to bless. For you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. 
Holy Spirit, have your way. We thank you for every utterance in the name of Jesus. Apostle mm -hmm. True and I yield ourselves to you for you to say what you want to say, how you want to say it, when you want to say it. Say it. And I'm speaking and anointing on the hearer's ears. They that have ears to hear, let them hear in the name of Jesus and let their hearing be calibrated to the same degree of anointing of the utterance that comes forth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys. Now, for, for all of those who have the book, <laughs> by this time, many of you should have the book. We yeah. are going to be in chapter, uh, page 24. We're going to start on page 24. Last week, last month, we went in and we kind of did a little story drop, back, a backdrop of how to receive Jesus Christ and what that means, how when we receive the Son, we receive everything. Oh, There's nothing left out. But you got to receive the Son. Okay, because sometimes people want the blessings, they want the healing, they want the prosperity, they want the, uh, the power, they want the affluence, they want all of these things, but they don't want Jesus. Mm, they don't want Jesus, they don't want the son. But you got to have the son. The word of God tells us that those you can't even get to the father without going through Jesus. So the blessings that are for you they are for you when you receive and you agree with the son and that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about how you receive salvation and no it's not like what you think it is <laughs> it's not and i and i think that you can attest that to everything that we've been speaking about from the beginning from the foundation of our eternity chats it literally has flipped the script on what you know, that religious idea and the foundations that you have been built on, that familiarity, that uh, tradition, and the trajectory of this um, Facebook Live, the trajectory of our chats is to get you to move away from that and into a relationship with Christ and not something where you are believing that you have to live a certain way or be a certain way to receive the things of God. This is a personal relationship and we're trying to build or rebuild a foundation so that you can stand tall that when the winds and the waves come you're on the rock amen your house won't fall amen okay amen so we're going to go ahead and get into it and i believe that you are going to be blessed once again because amen. we're going to whatever was crooked we're going to straighten it out Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. All right. And, and be prepared. Be prepared. There's some things down on the inside mm. that we might not be aware of, but what the Lord showed me, and I feel the anointing already, uh, the Lord showed me that today's chat is going to be like rototilling the soil, breaking up that hard soil. And it's not even so hard because it's compacted and resistant. It's just that it's been that way for a while. Yeah. I had a friend, she was sharing a story about, um, about when she was a child. She and her father, she would help her father. She was a little girl and she would help her father. They would rototill the soil. And what happened was when they aerated the soil, they're getting in there, they're mixing it up. The rocks would come to the surface. Some were pebbles, little tiny rocks. And some were stones, big rocks, but they would come to the surface and then they would scoop the dirt 
and pour it in a sieve like a sift so that they could shake the dirt back to the ground, but the stones would stay in the sieve and they could dispose of them. That's what's going to happen today. So when those stones come up, don't be condemned by them. Don't be ashamed of them. Don't be in denial about them. Don't run away from God because of them. Run towards God because he's the one who lavished his grace and mercy upon you that these things would even come to the surface so they can be dealt with. And you know, when my friend was telling me that story about how she helped her father, she said, it was a yearly thing. We did it every mm -hmm. year. She said, I don't know where all those rocks came from. Did they come mm -hmm. from the depth of the earth and rise up? We just got rid of them last year. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this is a continual process that we need to go through. Um, and so in, in that respect, just understand God is loving on you. God chastens, another word for chasten is correct. God corrects those he loves. And then guess what the Bible says? The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. Oh, so what should our response be to his correction? Oh, Lord, Father, thank you for yes. loving me. Thank you for showing this to me. Thank you for showing me how to get back on the good foot. Thank you for keeping me from making that mistake that I was thinking about. Thank you for loving me. And we should love him all the more. It's not to run away from him. It's to run to him. Amen. And before we get started, as you were saying that, I just would like to remind you, the Lord just kept bringing this up, that God is loving on you. Amen. He's pouring out his loving kindness. Thank and you. so when those things come up, if it comes with condemnation, that is not from God. Mm -mm. Conviction means that you are saying, just as Prophetess Free said, thank you, Lord, for showing me where my heart was, what was stony, what was resistant, what was hidden. Thank you for bringing it up. So we just come against the spirit of condemnation. We come up against the spirit of uh, religiosity. We come up against anything that wants to interfere with the loving kindness of God. We come up against everything that would keep you in the same place that you were last year, last month, or even yesterday. Amen. We speak God's love upon you. We speak his blessing and we speak the anointing in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name and Apostle True, as you were saying that, um, I'm just, I'm hearing the Lord say, put a tie on it. Yes, we come against those things, but also I see us scooping it up in a big old net so it can't get out and casting it out. Amen. It has no place here. Amen. It has no place here. We have cast it out. In the it name of Jesus. is not in here. So if you find yourself being weighted down by it, it's on you now to let it go because it Amen. is not in here. Amen. 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 Oh, we are free. We are free people. <laughs> we are free, free to receive. This is all Amen. about the art of receiving God's promises. Yes. You've got to be in the right position to yes. receive. If we're all bogged down and filled up with condemnation and self-hatred and self-righteousness, then there's no room to receive. Right, right. So we're getting rid of these stones and these pebbles and these things that are taking up space. This is all part of the art of receiving mm. God's promises. 
Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we love you. Yes, yes we, do. we love you. Lord. Hallelujah. Glory Hallelujah. to God. Glory to God. All right. Glory to God. We could just take a praise break real quick. All right. Page 24. We're starting with the section that says how to receive salvation. And I know if you're a born again Christian, you're like, wait a minute, we can fast forward. We can fast forward. But let us read. It says, if you are a born-again believer, you may be tempted to skip over this section. However, I encourage you to read this section in its entirety. You may be thinking, why do I need to learn about how to receive salvation? I'm already saved. This may be true. However, many Christians, as born-again and heaven-bound as they may be, <laughs> they're comfortable with, and perhaps even are resigned to the notion that they have to go through hell to get there. Mm. I'm going through for Jesus. I'm suffering for Jesus. God's trying to teach me a lesson. Lies and garbage. That's not how God right. operates. Right. That's not how God operates. We don't have to go through hell to get to heaven. That's right. not what Jesus said. So let me let me keep reading and then we'll come back and talk about this some more, okay? So um, they may have the notion that they have to go through hell to get to heaven. While this may be the thought process and experience of many Christians, God never intended for this to be our reality. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. It's found in John chapter 10, verse 10. Yes, we will experience tribulation in this world, but we can rejoice for Jesus has overcome the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we are born again, if we are born again, Jesus lives in us. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So we don't have to go through hell to get to heaven. That's the bottom line. We are victorious. We are more than conquerors. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph yes. in Christ. And then, unfortunately, religious thinking has kept people from living this truth. And Apostle True spoke about that earlier. All religiosity, all religion, all thoughts that have you thinking that I'm supposed to be condemned, I'm supposed to... No, 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 no. We cast that out. That's mm -hmm. what we did. And I want to specify that religion is rules without relationship right apostle truth says we're not here to bash you with religious rules we're here to draw you deeper into relationship with jesus religion and relationship are two different things amen amen so um i want to come back and unpack some of this a little bit it's uh, i'm going back to the first paragraph where we're talking about many Christians, as born again and heaven-bound as they may be, are comfortable with and maybe even resigned to the notion that they have to go through hell in order to get there. I want to show you, and the Lord is just giving me this through the lens of correction. Correction is not a bad thing. It's not. Correction is a loving thing. Correction is. is a manifestation of God's love to us. Mm -hmm. Okay? And correction doesn't always come after you've done something wrong. Correction can be given in an instruction. 
It can be given in a direction um, and it can keep you from making wrong choices. So go. correction comes in all forms. So don't look at it. You know, I know some of us have a, a bad memory of correction. Maybe some of us were um, mistreated as children in the name of discipline, right? Mistreated as children in the name of correction. God is not abusive. Amen. God is not abusive. God loves you. And it's all to draw you closer to him. And it's to position you to be able to receive more from him. Okay. So we're talking about some people have the notion that they have to go through hell in order to get to heaven. Please turn with me to Proverbs um, 13. We're going to look at verses 13 and 15 in the Amplified Classic. Okay, and so true to our word, do you all remember this? Apostle True and I are turning to the scriptures in real time to mm -hmm. give you time to turn to the scriptures in your Bible. Hint, hint. <laughs> all right. All right. So um, let me know when you're ready, Apostle True. We're in Proverbs 13, correct? Yes, 13. I'm going to read verses 13 and 15 in the Amplified Classic. All right. Okay. It says, whoever despises the word and counsel of God, we can call that correction, all right? Mm -hmm. Whoever despises the word and counsel of God brings destruction upon himself. So for those who are going through hell in order to get to heaven, I want to encourage you to take a look at how you're esteeming the word and counsel of God. Are you taking his word as truth? Are you giving his word first place in your life? Are you allowing his word to be the authority of your life? Do you understand that when God has given you an instruction or a direction, that it is not just a good suggestion? Mm. It's not something for you to consider and be like, well, yeah, God, you have a point, but I'm still going to do it my way. God, is, God does not give us good suggestions. <laughs> He gives us commands. He gives us word. He gives us counsel. And when we despise them, when we lightly esteem them, when we hate them, when we don't abide by them, then we bring destruction upon ourselves. Okay, the rest of that scripture says, but he who reverently fears and respects the commandment of God is rewarded. Yeah, we're rewarded by that word coming to pass in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Jump down to verse 15. It says, good understanding wins favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. The mm. transgressor is the one who does not abide by God's word, does not abide by God's counsel, does not receive God's correction. The way of the transgressor is hard, like a barren, dry soil or the impassable swamp. You know, like going through hell. Mm-hmm. It's not God's desire for us to go through hell in order to get to heaven. No, 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 no. So if we find ourselves having that kind of experience, look at yourself and how you're esteeming the word of God. 
Now, I'm going to read verse 15 again, and then we're going to turn to another scripture. It says, good understanding wins favor. Good understanding wins favor. Turn with me to Psalm 111, verse, one, um, verse 10, excuse me. And again, this is in the Amplified Classic. Okay, we're giving you time to turn to your scripture. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. So we just read, good understanding wins favor. Well, now, Psalm 111, verse 10 in the Amplified Classic, the reverent fear and worship of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and skill. I'm going to jump past the um, brackets. A good understanding, wisdom, and meaning have all those who do the will of the Lord. So in Proverbs, we read, good understanding wins favor. And here in Psalm uh, 110 we're re or 111, we're reading, a good understanding, wisdom, and meaning have all those who do the will of the Lord. We can equate those with those who take his direction, who take his uh, correction. Mm -hmm. We have the good understanding that wins favor. And it's the opposite of making our way hard. It's the opposite of bringing destruction upon ourselves. So let this become clear to you today. If you find yourself in a constant struggle, if you find yourself like really going through hell and wearing it as a badge of honor, receive the correction today. That's yes. not God's will. That's not God's doing. That's not even the devil's doing, except for maybe blinding you to the light of the truth. Right. So renew your mind, renew your mind. God has good things for you and has every good intention of getting those good things to you. And his desire is that you would just receive them and live the good life. His desire is not that you would have to go through the school of hard knocks. He just wants to bless you. Amen. Amen. So I, I pray that I'm birthing, I pray that Holy Spirit is birthing a desire inside of you today to receive on the same level God desires to bless. As a matter of fact, I'm going to impart that. That's something the Lord has had me uh, praying and, and living for the better part of a year, if not even over mm -hmm. a year now. Lord, I desire to receive on the same level that you desire to bless. Mm -hmm. And then he took me further. Lord, okay, my desire is set. I desire to receive on the same level you desire to bless, mm -hmm. but now I'm taking that faith movement, uh, that faith step, and I receive, I declare that I receive on the same level that you desire to bless. I don't just desire to receive on the same level you desire to bless. I do it. I receive on the same level you desire to bless. Mm -hmm. So I want to impart that desire to you today to receive on the same level that God desires to bless. So if you're receiving it, I want you to just raise your hands to heaven and I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, Father, Father I receive I desire to receive. I desire to receive. On the same level. On the same level. That you desire to bless. That you desire to bless. You stay there as long as you need to. 
But as soon as you're ready to move, move, move from desire to doing it, Father, I receive on the same level you desire to bless. But what you'll find is, as God is cultivating that desire mm -hmm. in you to receive, you're going to find yourself making the proper adjustments so that you'll be able to receive. Mm -hmm. Your pleasure will become his pleasure. Your displeasure will become his displeasure. And you will do what he says in his word. Amen. It's called dying to self. <laughs> That's exactly what it's called. <laughs> oh, she said it beautifully, but it's called dying to self. <laughs> That's what it all comes down to. Because, the Lord. because the truth of the matter is we desire things that are contrary to the will of God. Yes. We lust after things. And we believe that those things that because the urgings of our flesh are so strong that we desire these things and we don't recognize the harm or even the detriment that will cause us from receiving them. And it's not that God, the, the same thing that you are desiring or your flesh is desiring is probably the same thing that God wants to give you. But the reason why it's so detrimental when it's your flesh, because you sacrifice the will of God. You That's sacrifice it. his obedience and the way that he wants to do it. And that therein lies the key. Self says, I am going to do whatever is necessary. And the spirit says, I'm going to do my father's will Amen. because he's already given it to me. I'm just going to wait until he presents it to me. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Amen. And even he's already given it to me, that waiting until he presents it. It's not a passive, I'm going to sit here and, oh, I'm being so patient. And I'm whenever God gets ready. No, wait like a good waiter in a good restaurant. Mm -hmm. That waiter who never lets your glass get empty because he's always mm -hmm. attentive to you and sees that your glass is getting low and goes and fills it back up. That's how we wait on the Lord. Okay, Lord, what would you have me to do now? Lord, how can I minister to you today? Lord, what, what is it that you want me to do? That's how I'm waiting on God the whole while knowing that what I'm believing God for already belongs to me and is. Amen. And what happens since these are eternity chats, right? Eternity never started. It will never end. Eternity mm -hmm. just always has been. And we, though we operate in time, are in the eternal. Time is a part of the eternal. But when we operate the way God wants us to operate, following his will, doing what he's saying to doing, time catches up with that moment in eternity where the manifestation just shows up. Convergence. Convergence. <laughs> Convergence. So it's not, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Oh God, when is my spouse going to come? God, when are my bills going to be paid off? God, when are my children going to come back home? God, when am I going to, I'm just waiting for God to heal my body. No, there's stuff for you to be doing. Right. Not to be working for it, but right. to be co-operating with God. Right. Amen. Because before you know it, you'll walk right into it. <laughs> right. Smack dab into it. Hallelujah. And yes, the thing is, Lord. the more proficient we get at it, yes, the more immediate these things, because we don't yes. have things standing in the way. Right. 
we don't have right. things standing in the way and the more proficient we become it's like and it really i mean we're supposed jesus came to earth in the form of a man to show us how we are to operate the yes. same way things happen just like that for him they're supposed to happen just like that for us the only difference is we got a lot of stuff in the way right but as we allow ourselves to be conformed to the image of god's dear son and we begin to operate like Jesus operated, we'll begin to get the same results that Jesus got. And as you're saying that, all I can see is a football player doing, going through his, um, his runs, going through the cones, dodging in and out, because he's not allowing anything to get into the, in his way of reaching his goal and reaching what he needs to. He's got that ball in his hand he's got the promises of god and he's pushing and he's that quarterback he's just running through and knocking everything out of his way he's not turning to the left or to the right but he's keeping his face like a flint trusting the word of god trusting that he's going to get to his destination that's right that's right because there's something or someone that wants to keep him from getting the goal mm -hmm. <laughs> from getting the goal but he has practiced enough that he has he knows how to run through the opposition praise and stay lord. focused praise the lord because in football you get if you don't get the touchdown right away right you get to certain um down. right <laughs> so <laughs> praise god girl power talking sports we're gonna no. get it we're gonna get it you gentlemen just be patient with us you, you know <laughs> lord have mercy thank you lord hallelujah amen yes lord all amen. right so now i want to jump down well i'll just read that second paragraph again but we're going to focus on the last sentence there jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly so don't receive anything less than what Jesus came to give you, okay? Yes, we will experience tribulation in this world, but we can rejoice for Jesus has overcome the world. If we are born again, Jesus lives in us and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So we don't have to go through hell to get to heaven. We've overcome. Even when Jesus went through, he, he went through in the grace of God. It's not that things aren't going to come but he was able to go through it victoriously he was able to go through it with the joy for the joy that was set before him so even while he was going through it there was a joy on the inside of him that's why he said i no man takes my life from me i lay it down i have the power to lay it down and i have the power to take it up again that's the commandment that i received from my father Mm -hmm. I, I have the commandment to be victorious so i don't care what these people do and i don't care what they say and i don't even care what the situation looks like and yes there are some physical things that i have to walk through but i'm walking through them victoriously because i've already overcome amen i've already overcome so then it says uh we are victorious we are more than conquerors thanks be to god who always causes us to triumph in christ as i was meditating this and it says always causes us to triumph in christ how does he always cause us to triumph because he always gives us his word 
He always gives us the direction. He has already made a way of escape. He's directing it to us. He always causes us to triumph in Christ. But will we allow him to make us triumphant? In other words, will we follow his word? Will he, there is never a time God says, no, you're not going to win this one. There's never a time if we stand on his word, abide by his word, obey his word, we will always be triumphant. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. So um, that's all I have to say about that section before we go. And that wasn't even the meat of the lesson. This mm -hmm. is Holy Spirit. This is just good right here. This mm -hmm. is good right here. Hallelujah. And so let me just take this time to tell you, if you all have any questions, if you all have any comments, please feel free to email us um, at eternitychat at godslovesongministries.com. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to put that on the screen for you just real quick, because um, we, we'd really like to hear from you, number yes. one. Um, and we would like to hear your thoughts, your reflections, the revelation that Holy Spirit is giving to you, um, even um, issues where you don't agree with us. We'd like to hear Absolutely. your point of view. Understand we're not going to debate with you and we're not going to try to prove anything to you, but we will minister what Holy Spirit gives us to say. And, um, and, and we'll be open to hear truth too, right? Mm -hmm. Because none of us has all of it. Amen. Amen. So there might be some other things that God allows you to, to introduce or impart to us or bring to our remembrance. So um, feel free to, that's not even the one. Don't do that one. Let's see what happens. There we go. Sorry. Eternity chat at God's love song ministries.com. That's where you email us. Eternity chat with no S. Eternity chat at God's love song ministries.com. Let us hear from you. Let us know how you're enjoying it. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about more. Okay. All right. Amen. So we're going to go on to the next paragraph here. And it says, religion has taught us that in order to get saved or to receive salvation, we must first confess that we are sinners. So keep in mind, religion is rules without relationship right you want to write okay. that down yeah rules uh rules without relationship that's what religion is so religion tells us that we must first confess that we are sinners but that is not what the scripture says and we've talked about this in detail before so we're just going to talk about it a little bit right here turn with me let's put our eyes on it romans chapter 10 verse 9 Okay, we're giving you time to turn to your scripture. Hallelujah. And this is the scripture we often use. We call it part of the Roman road. This is a scripture we use when we're leading people to Christ. Are we ready? Yes. Okay, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 in the King James. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth your sins, nope. no. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth 
the Lord Jesus mm -hmm. and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. What does it mean to confess the Lord Jesus? It means, Jesus, you're my Lord. Jesus, you're the master of my life, my life. Jesus, I turn the reins of my life over to you and I am yours to command. And I know we don't like that kind of language, right? We don't like anybody having control over us. We don't like feeling like we don't have a mind of our own. We don't like, but understand, Jesus, Apostle True said it earlier, he's the only way to get to the Father. He knows the way. Don't you think we ought to follow him? Don't you think we ought to do what he says? Mm, 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 mm. Mm, mm, mm. We must confess Jesus as Lord. We must give him that place in our lives. Now, I will tell you, people receive Jesus as Savior, praise the Lord, but then, you know, they're the ones that go through hell on the way to heaven. And think that that's the way it's supposed to be. Why? Because they haven't made Jesus their Lord. Look at the scripture again. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, what will happen? Thou shalt be saved. If you confess Jesus as Lord, you'll be saved. Why? Because when you find yourself in that situation where you're about to die, where you're about to go under, where you're about to lose it all, Jesus, your Lord, will say, hey, do this. And because he's your Lord, you obey what he says. You do it. Lo and behold, you're saved out of that situation. You're saved out of that circumstance. That's why this is called beyond salvation because lots of times uh people look at it and religion has done this rules without relationship we we minimize getting saved to going to heaven yes i'm saved i'm going to heaven but if we are saved that means we receive god's salvation god's salvation is his uh, protection his uh prosperity his divine health his wholeness his joy his peace his victory his everything so if we only look at saved as i'm going to heaven but we don't understand that there's a whole salvation package that we're supposed to be experiencing here in the earth then we're we're going to we're going to live that life of going through hell to get to heaven. But when you make Jesus your Lord and say, okay, Jesus, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. Wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. Whatever you tell me to say, I'll say. When you, and that's what following is. Following doesn't just mean to walk behind somebody. When we follow them, we take on their way of life. So Facebook, all that follow stuff that's so superficial. So anyway, 
You take on their way of life. That's what it means to follow Jesus. And then when you do what he, say, what he says, you're saved out of that situation. And, and that's important because we think that if I'm a believer, I'm saved, I don't need to get saved again. Well, no, you don't need to go through that conversion process again, but we're constantly getting saved out of stuff. That's why we need the salvation package. That's why, that's how we live life and live it more abundantly. We're constantly receiving the salvation. If we confess Jesus as Lord, we will be saved. We shall be saved. That's just the way it works. You hit on a lot of things and they were spot on. So every, but when you first started talking, um, I, I can't even remember exactly oh, what you were, oh, you, you, you were talking about um, confessing that Jesus is Lord and you said, yes, I know, we don't like to be controlled. We don't like to um, feel like people are over us or ruling us or have authority over us. But that's not true for most of us. We don't mind if people are ruling over us and have authority over us as long as it's giving us what we want and wow. it is giving us satisfaction at that time. So wow. it's the immediacy of the things, the lust of the world. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you just opened up <laughs> a, I did. a God floodgate because the whole purpose of Jesus saying that you confess that he is Lord because there are so many different spirits that are in the world that are taking control of our people. Because right now, in the name of Jesus, I know that there are some that are listening or who will be listening, who still dabble in witchcraft, who still dabble in the horoscopes, who still do yoga and mantras and have the dream uh, circle on their walls because you believe that it still helps. You have talismans, you hold on to things in crystals because you believe of its healing. And God is saying that when you confess that Jesus is Lord, you have gone ahead and taken everything else out of the way and Jesus becomes number one, your sole source of salvation, of prosperity, of healing, Amen. of everything that you need. Amen. So when we say that Jesus is asking, how do you be saved? It's by confessing that Jesus is Lord. You have to reject and renounce all of the superstitions and the demonic forces that you have been holding on to, the talismans, the crossing of your fingers, the good luck charms, the knocking on wood, every bit of it has to go. And when you find yourself being pulled in that place where, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to keep it quiet because I don't want anybody to hear. Or I, you, That's a lie from the pits of hell. And God gives you something, you open your mouth and you declare it. That's what he said. When Jesus is Lord, you open your mouth and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Not just that he is Lord, but you are not afraid to declare it. You stand firm. It's called deliverance. Amen. God is delivering you. 
from every demonic control, from every demonic influence, from every cord of wickedness, from every fetter, everything, everything. He is teaching you to deny yourself so that you can receive life on the on the on the basis of what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Not for the superficial benefits that will never last because some of us have de decided that we're going to take the route because the different route because not all, because all roads lead to Jesus, which is a lie. And so when you decide that you can use any other Lord, you better ask somebody who used to worship demons. Okay. You better go ahead and read those books about people who used to be into witchcraft and have turned their lives over to Jesus. You need to go and find some. There are those who had many Lords. That's why Jesus is saying when you confess that Jesus is Lord. And when you follow him, it's because he's giving you the instructions of the father. Let me, let me take you to John 8. I, this is where I live. It has been for a very long time. Because it is the epitome of so many things. God always opens things up. Let me just say this to you right here. In John 8, if we can go there. Thank you, Jesus. In verse 28. Okay, we're giving you time to turn to your scripture. Hallelujah. No, let me, I, I'm going to start in verse 26. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, Verse 26 says, I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he, he, meaning God, who sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. This is Father God. They did not understand, talking about the Jews, that he spoke to them of the Father. Why? Why couldn't they understand? Because in this, in this chapter, they talk about we have only one father, and that's God. Let me tell you something. You got to make sure that the Lord that you're serving is the one and only true and living God. Because there are many spirits that are masquerading as a, a child of light and ministering angels. So when you come into the, a, a true relationship with Jesus Christ, you too will begin to understand who the father is. Verse 28 says, then Jesus said to them, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself, but as my father taught me, I speak these things and he who sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone for I always do the things that please him. And as he spoke these words, many believed in him. Why? Because for, first of all, many of them were already predestined to receive Jesus. But secondly, when you recognize the truth, you are willing to forego everything else. And that is why I said to you, 
when you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, you are confessing that he is the one and only true Lord. You forsake everything else. You, un, you lose yourself. You lose yourself from everything that you, that had, um, had you in bondage. You lose yourself. Because the word, if we move further, says Jesus began to talk to them and told them a son has access into the house. A, a slave doesn't. And it says, so if the son sets you free, he is, you are free indeed. When you begin to allow Jesus to be the soul and center of your life, he begins to set you free because he's the strong man that comes into the house and binds the enemy. And he looses you to serve him and serve him alone. Then you begin to see revelation. You begin to come out of darkness and the light begins to shine and you have perception of those things that are in, in the spiritual realm and here on the earth. Salvation. I don't know what you've been told. I don't know what you've heard, but salvation is not a bunch of rules. It is a relationship with Jesus and it is him untying you and loosing you that you are free to serve him solely. We don't even recognize part of, or even, uh, uh, we don't even scratch the surface a lot of times to recognize what we have been holding on to and what we have been uh, declaring something that, uh, who we've been declaring Lord of our lives. We don't even recognize it, but I can guarantee you, if you declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you allow him to come in and to work and deliver you and to untie you and loose you from all those things. I bet I can guarantee you, you'll stop talking about I prom, um, knocking on wood. I can guarantee you when the enemy tries to bring up things, because he'll do it. I, I don't mean to go on, and on, but that just broke a floodgate. Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father, and he has established it by the death by his obedience, even unto death. I can preach this to you, I can teach it to you, but we're not here for that today. I just wanted you to recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord holds a wealth of understanding if you seek it. It means letting go of everything that you've been holding onto that is not of God, that is not of the heavenly realm, that has you bound to this world and has you, it's a yoke. And a yoke doesn't allow you to move freely wherever you want to. That's why Jesus says, take my yoke. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, because that's the next scripture that God had me to turn to. So while I'm talking, you all turn to Matthew chapter 11. Turn to Matthew chapter 11. So I want to go back with some things that Apostle True said. There is deliverance in the house today. Thank you, Lord. Receive your deliverance in Jesus' name. Yes. Receive your deliverance. This is correction. This is God shining his light on your darkness, not your badness. Right. But the areas where you were walking in darkness, the areas right. where you may not have known, the areas where you've been blind. There's deliverance today. Receive it. 
Apostle True went into witchcraft. But witchcraft isn't always as obvious as mm -hmm. the talismans and the, the fortune tellers and the dream catchers and the knocking on wood. Guess what? Well, let me back up a minute. She said, um, well, lots of us do like being under someone's authority as long as they're giving us what we want. So as long as their will conforms with our will, we don't mm. mind being under their authority. But that's the difference about making Jesus Lord. It's not about Jesus's will conforming to our will and I'm going to heaven anyhow. No, it's us coming to that place of submission where we submit our will to his will and his will becomes our will. And that's yes. how we're walking in the word and the counsel yes. of God. And so Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, I'll read it out of the King James Version. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, as I read this next scripture, I want you to think about it in the context of those authority figures. Those authority figures who give us what we want on our terms, their will conforms to our will and mm -hmm. is all good, versus our will conforming to Jesus's will, okay? He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. When you get caught up with those people who are in authority, whose will conforms to your will, and you get what you want, and you see this a lot in demonic circles and in witchcraft, oh yeah, it's, it, mm -hmm. it feels like it's the good life. But then all of a sudden, once you're sucked in real good, right. things change. Right. Because the moment you don't do what they want you to do, they act like they hate you. They act like they cast you out. And now you are forever in their debt and you're trying to earn their love. That's called manipulation. Yes. So whether I'm talking about demons and witches and warlocks, or whether I'm talking about that boyfriend, girlfriend that you're in relationship with, Mm -hmm. manipulation is manipulation and manipulation is as witchcraft yes if someone's manipulating your emotions or if you're manipulating someone else's emotions that's witchcraft yep yep and it's subtle too it's it, it is it is subtle and that's why you get sucked in so good mm -hmm. oh they give me everything i want and oh 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 and then all of a sudden one day you wake up you know, I remember that movie with uh, Julia, Julia, what's, I don't even know her name, uh, Sleeping with the Enemies, like, oh my God, I'm oh, sleeping yes, with the Julia enemy. Roberts. Julia mm -hmm. Roberts, right? Because I'm serious, that's the way the enemy works. It, it becomes like, as soon as you don't do what he likes, now he hates you. Now you have to earn his love. And it seems like it's, it's unattainable. And it is because Satan is incapable of love. <laughs> mm-hmm. But whenever you're constantly having to, to, to earn someone's affection, see, that's the difference. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Jesus and God are one. God is love. He says, um, for I am meek and lowly of heart. You shall find rest for your souls. Verse 30, my yoke is easy and my burden mm -hmm. is light. His yoke is easy as long as you submit to it because then you'll be going in the same direction he's going. But if you take on his yoke and you're still trying to go your way, you're not going to find it very right. easy. But that has nothing to do with Jesus. That's not Jesus being a liar. 
that has to do with you needing to submit. Right. Praise the Lord. How do we receive from God? Submit to his will. And the reason I said we don't like it, because if it's different than what our will is and it requires us to change, it requires us to think differently, it requires us to lay down some things that we've enjoyed holding on to, eh, we don't like it so hot. Yeah. And that's why the word says that no correction seems pleasant at the moment. It all seems right. grievous at the moment. But for those who are trained by it, see, everybody who's corrected isn't trained by it. For those who are trained by it, they shall bear the fruit, a peaceable fruit of righteousness, which is manifest through right standing and right living with God. Right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So all that to say, when we come, oh, see, and that's another thing. You come into the devil, he's going to make <laughs> you confess how bad you are, how unworthy you are, how undeserving you are. In order to receive of his quote unquote goodness, you've got to realize how bad you are. That's not how it works with God. We don't come confessing, I'm a sinner, I'm unworthy, I'm a wretch, I'm mad. Confess, Jesus, you're my Lord. I'm turning from my ways and I'm turning to your ways. And you're going to lead me in ways of life everlasting. I'm going to get to live that abundant life that you have for me. But religion would have you think that you need to confess that you're a sinner. Now, some of you may be asking, all right, well, what about 1 John 1, 9? Well, yes, what about 1 John 1, 9? Let's mm -hmm. turn here. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Well, actually, we're not going to start with verse 9. We're going to start with verse 5, and I'll read it out of the King James Version. And we can still look at it through the lens of what Apostle True was talking about, that, that uh, the demonic things, the witchcraft things, the manipulative things, the, the authority that whose will conforms with our will and everything looks all right. Mm -hmm. So we get to continue to walk in our way of error. We get to continue to be made comfortable in mm. our wrongdoing. Right. God loves you too much for that, honey. He loves and, you too much for that. And a lot of us call that grace. Oh, God's grace is upon me. He knows what. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> no. That no, is not that's grace. his mercy. Not giving you what you deserve for that. <laughs> right. But it is not grace. Not grace covering it, and it's all right. No, 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 no. That is not what it is. No, no. So, First John chapter one verse five is where we'll start. This is the Apostle John writing the Apostle of Love. He says, "This then is the message which we have heard of him, of Jesus, and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all." So light represents revelation. And just for the sake of this, this, this message today, we're going to talk about the light of his correction, the light of his word, the light of the right way of doing things, okay? God is light. God is right. And in him is no darkness at all. In him is no wrong at all. Verse 6, 
If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, walk in the wrong, walk in the dark, we lie and do not the truth. Verse seven, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. I'm going to say we have fellowship with God and God has fellowship with us. When we walk in his right way, we're walking in fellowship with him and he's walking in fellowship with us. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Now we know that the blood will never lose its power. We know that the blood has washed us clean. We know, we know the blood is impenetrable. We know, we know that the blood of Jesus did what it did and continues to do what it does and nothing can stop it. So when this scripture is saying that the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin, it's connected to us having fellowship with God. What does that mean? When we walk in the light as he is in the light, when we call right, the same thing that he calls right, we're walking in fellowship with him. And when he says, Catherine, this is wrong. Catherine, receive my word, receive my counsel, receive my correction. If I'm walking in the light as he is in the light, I say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, thank you for showing me. And the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin. I'm not retaining that sin. I'm not choosing to hold on from that sin. I'm letting the blood of Jesus do what it's in my life to do. I'm not resist. Oh, that's good. I'm not resisting the blood of Jesus. I'm not resisting the work of the blood. Are you all grabbing this? Amen. Amen. And then verse eight, if we say we have no sin, if we don't receive the correction, if we choose to keep walking in the direction that we're going, because I'm right. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, here we go. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. We must know what that word confess means because we're not confessing our sins to receive salvation. Right. We're confessing our sins to allow the blood of Jesus to accomplish the purpose for which it was given. We're staying in fellowship with God in the light when we confess our sins. Confess. The Greek word for confess is homo logeo. It means to say the same thing. And in this context, it means to say the same thing God says. God, if you say this is a sin, I say this is a sin. And because I have aligned myself with what God has said, and by aligning myself with what he has said, I'm choosing to let go of what he's instructed me to let go of. God is faithful and just to forgive me of my sin. He's not going to bring it back. He's going to be like, done deal. And it's not like God forgives me the moment I ask him for it. Forgiveness was accomplished in the finished works of Jesus through his death, burial, and resurrection. It's there. But if I never admit, if I never say the same thing about sin that God says about it, then I have no reason to pick up my forgiveness. I have no reason to receive forgiveness. It's in there. It's just laying over there. I don't know who that's for. It's not for me. It's just taking up space. I don't need it. Because you're choosing to continue to walk in your way. You're not walking in the light or in the right 
as God is in the light and in the right. But when you come into the light as he's in the light, you say what he says, that's confessing. Homo logeo, to say the same thing. Lord, this you say this thought is, is wrong, I say this thought is wrong. You say this deed is wrong, I say this deed is wrong. You say this motive is wrong, I say this motive is wrong. Your pleasure is my pleasure. Your displeasure is my displeasure. I'm agreeing with what God says. I'm confessing what he says. I'm saying the same thing he says. And when I do that, I'm not resisting it. I'm not resisting the correction. I'm not justifying my action. I'm not holding on to that thing that I'm supposed to let go of. I'm flowing with him in the light. He's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. He's going to do the work inside of me so that I don't want to do that thing anymore. I'm allowing him to do it by walking in his light. That's what it means to confess our sins. That's when we confess our sins, not to receive salvation, but to be saved, to be saved from that thing that has us entangled, to be saved from that behavior that we're participating in, to be saved from it. We are saved when we make Jesus our Lord. We are in the eternal state of being saved. We're saved but now we have to walk that salvation out. We allow ourselves to be saved by lining up with what God says. Absolutely. Just a pointer here. So just to kind of give you some understanding um, regarding light and darkness. Um, light is walking in the light and following Jesus means that you have heavenly perspective. Mm, that's good. Walking in darkness means that you are unable to see heavenly truths. That's good. So when the Lord brings to light that certain thing, because you have a heavenly perspective, because you have a personal relationship with him, because you are walking with him. So let me just say this. I believe it's Proverbs uh three and five, where it says that if you acknowledge God, he will direct you in all your uh, paths, right? It says paths, yes. it's, it's S, there's an S at the end. Because there's more than one way that God is leading you to get you to a place where he wants to shed light on the situation. Because you have been walking in darkness in, for so long, you have been walking in unspiritual truth. You have been walking in, uh, in darkness where the enemy has blinded you and so wherever the lord is leading you right because you have his yoke now you are following mm -hmm. him and he is light once he gets you to that place you have two choices one is to confess your sin when he shows it to you lord please forgive me that my heart was haunting lord please forgive me that i said those things about my sister lord please forgive me for being a, a scoundrel or for speaking that way to my parents or my children, whatever it is. See, and when you're in darkness, you refuse to go into that place where Jesus is leading you. You cannot confess something that you don't see or you don't recognize is wrong. And Jesus will not, he is not a tyrant. If you do not want to enter into that place of light and heavenly perspective, again, when Jesus takes us someplace, 
He is not taking us there to embarrass us, to degrade us, to uh, denounce us, to cast us away. We are his children. If he's bringing us into a place of light, it is to reveal to us heavenly truth. And it is never what you think it is. Most of the time, the reason why we are in the dark is because the enemy has hyped it up so bad. You can't, don't you let nobody know that. Don't you, don't, don't do it. Keep it hidden. Keep it, tuck it down. Don't let it, don't let it get out. Don't let nobody know that's how you really feel. Don't let nobody know that's how you really think. Don't let nobody know that when you go home, this is what you do. Don't let nobody know that when you go out, you don't really go to the concerts, you go to the Christian concerts, you go to the, to the concerts where they half naked and whatever. Are they conjuring? I don't know. But you don't let nobody know that. And Jesus is saying, I'm bringing you into the light so that you can see what is really taking place. Because if you saw what it was, you'd be appalled and you would confess right away, Lord, Lord, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And yes, you'll feel bad, but you won't be condemned. You'll recognize that Jesus is really trying to get you to see things from a heavenly perspective. He's trying to share with you the same things that the father has shared with him. Amen. You're coming into a relationship with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus said. Lord, I want them to be where I am. I want them to be. Amen. Darkness is being in a place where you have no perception of spiritual truths. That is why Paul talks to the church and he says, by now, you're still drinking milk. You should be teaching others. You should be mature, uh, spiritually mature by now, but you are not. That's a whole nother story too. But that's it, what it, I just it. wanted to define darkness and light for you and why we are able to confess something. That's Jesus, a matter of fact, can we, can we make this confession? And it comes straight from Psalm 36, verse 9. Psalms 36, verse 9? Yes, and so I'll say it, and I want everyone listening to repeat. Let it be a faith statement, a faith confession, but something that you are um, committed to. You ready? Raise your hand to heaven like you're declaring it. Thank you, Jesus. It says, for with thee is the fountain of life. For with thee is the fountain of life. In your light shall we see light in your light shall we see light in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name glory of jesus. to god Thank let's you, make lord. that confession yes let's lord. let's make that commitment in his light will we see light let's 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 make the commitment to come out of darkness let, let's make the commitment to stop calling darkness light. Mm. Let's make the commitment to see things as God sees them and to open ourselves up to receive 
heavenly perspective. Amen. For Father, it is in your light that we see light. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And uh, really quick, right next to my Bible, I wrote Revelation. <laughs> because that's exactly what light is. God revealing himself, revealing the Father to us in the things yes. that take place in heaven. We are kingdom citizens. How is it that you are a citizen, that you are a child of God, but you have no idea what this uh, kingdom looks like, what the country that you belong to looks like, or how it operates? Prophetess Free said earlier that as we, eternity never began or ended, eternity is. So everything that once we have um, confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord, we come into that realm. We submit ourselves to the rule of the kingdom and to the king who is sovereign. That's who Jesus is introducing us to, the king. The one who rules this country that we belong to. Amen. And we are not under the rule of the king or, or princes of this world. Amen. Whose truths are uh, hidden in darkness that are made up because Jesus says in John 8, once again, right, that you are doing, when he talks to the uh, Jewish leaders, he says, you're doing the works of your father. He, you're doing what he taught you. And he was a liar from the beginning and a murderer. Mm -hmm. And everything that comes forth from him comes from his own, um, from, from his own uh, imaginations. He makes them up because he's a liar. But Jesus comes to bring us into all truth. He comes to share with us the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He comes to share with us your true identity. That being born again sets us right, brings us in right standing, makes us whole again. So with that being said, we have come close to the, we have come to the end of our time, but I hope you enjoyed this. Did you see how Holy Spirit moves? Do you see Amen. how the word of God just starts to flow the anointing? I mean, we're reading a book um, that's on salvation, but we do not depart from the word of God. Mm -hmm. We do not depart from the word of God. This, these are the things that the Holy Spirit and the Father is bringing up. They are bringing these things up that we would share his son because Jesus is the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Jesus is the word. We are always declaring Jesus for he is our Lord and our savior. Mm -hmm. And we, we trust in everything that he says. We've come to that place and we're not there yet, but we've come to a place where we recognize that we've forsaken all for him. Amen. That's what Peter and them said. They said, well, we've left everything for you. And he told them, if, you've le if you left mother and father, whatever it is that you left, you're going to receive more than that. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have to forsake all for Jesus. And although that may sound harsh or it may even sound scary to some people, I can guarantee you that it is it will be the best decision that you've ever made and you will never, ever regret it. Never, ever regret it. So as we come to, and I'm going to let, go ahead, prophetess, go ahead and. So I, I just want to, I hear Holy Spirit making this point. Um, um, Apostle True did just a beautiful job of expounding on light and darkness to us. It's important to understand that light and darkness doesn't just pertain to sinners and God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are speaking also to the body of Christ. It is possible to be saved, sanctified, filled mm, with the Holy mm. Ghost, heaven bound, walking in the ways of God and still be in darkness mm -hmm. in some areas of our lives. Yes. So that's why it's important. Father, in your light, do I see light? And in the day that I hear your voice, I'm not going to harden my heart and say no. I'm fine. That's what John 8, that's what they did in John 8. Mm -hmm. Apostle True left off with, you know, some of the Jews believed in him. And mm -hmm. then Jesus goes on to say, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Mm -hmm. But then those same Jews that believed in him said, wait a minute, we're Abraham's seed. We're not in bondage to any man. What do you mean? And Jesus went on to explain some more. And they still maintained that they were not bound. Jesus said, that's why the devil is your daddy. You're right. Because you're operating in his lies. You're refusing to allow this truth to make you free. You're refusing to walk in the light, in the revelation, in the heavenly perspective that I'm pouring out to you. And the truth of the matter is they were bound. They were bound in, when they were in Egypt. So, see, so they just proved it right. Uh, right. Right. And so the point is, these were Jews that believed. But still saying, no, I'm not I'm not bound. I'm not bound. So when Jesus comes to you and shows you an area of bondage in your life, don't be like those Jews that believed. Be like, well, yes, Lord, thank you for showing me. Right. I receive your truth and I receive my freedom. Amen. So light and dark, not just talking about the world and God, but it's for us believers, too. So don't put it aside. Receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, we have come to the end of our eternity chat. And this is where we like to invite those who are not saved and those who are saved, but want to get into a relationship. Because during our talk and as we were going into scripture, something might have happened, something, a light may have come on, revelation may have come, and you have realized that you have been walking in darkness for a long time, and you all of a sudden realize that you need to make Jesus Christ your Lord. Thank you. Not just your Savior, but your Lord. That you want an intimate relationship, not only with Jesus, but with the King of Kings. You want to know the Father. You, you want to know 
who you are as a son or a daughter. You no longer want to walk around in that spirit of abandonment, that you are not loved, that you are orphans. You are not orphans. You are not abandoned. You are not forgotten, nor are you forsaken. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you are in. It doesn't matter what you're going through. All you have to do is say, Lord, Amen. come into my life. Take Amen. over. That. See, that's what it is. That's it. That's what it is. That's it. And if you're in a relationship where you're always having to prove your love or always having to earn somebody else's love, or if that relationship that started out so wonderful has become abusive emotionally, mentally, physically, if you are in that and, and that manipulate, and you might not even realize that it's manipulation, but I pray that the light is turned on mm -hmm, today mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you're saying, no, 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 no. God loves me. God, there's a God who loves me mm -hmm. and who will treat me like he loves me. Mm -hmm. And I want to be treated like I'm loved. Mm -hmm. And I want to learn how to be loved. I want to be loved. I want to experience love. And I want to love and be free and happy. Yes, Lord. This is for you. This is for you. All of it is for you. All of it is for you. All of it is for you and your sons and your daughters and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. Once you. you allow Jesus to become Lord of your life, you, you break Jesus. generational curses and bloodline curses in the name of Jesus. Uh, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter the circumstances that you are in. Let me tell you, you the struggle will start will stop it will not start up again because jesus will come in he is your peace the All kingdom of, of heaven is on his shoulder you are not looking towards any other man woman you are looking at jesus and jesus alone so if that is you if you are tired of putting your trust into other people if you are tired of trying to figure out things on your own. If you are tired of always running into a roadblock and you thought that, yes, I heard from God, I know that this is him, but you find that you just can't make it across, your breakthrough becomes a, a wall instead of a door, then this is for you. And you have the opportunity right now to say, Lord, not my will, not my will any longer, not my will, but your will be done. That's all you have to do. You don't have to confess what you did when you were in that house. You don't have to confess what you did to that woman. You don't have to, all you have to do is open your mouth and say, Lord, I want you to take over my life. I confess right now that you are Lord and I relinquish any hold or anything that has been keeping me back from you. Any yoke of bondage that has been keeping me, Father God, and preventing me, Father God, from taking you as Lord of my life. I confess it right now, Lord. I confess Jesus Christ is lord hallelujah. hallelujah and that's it 
Thank you. Some of you have been broken. Some of you are now feeling the pieces, those walls that have been up for so many years, they're falling down. It's okay. It's okay. There's not, it's okay. I'm telling you, you're okay. You are not going to die. Matter of fact, God is starting to give you more life. He's expanding your territory. Thank you. He's enlarging your territory. He's breaking those walls. He's giving you room to step out now. And he's saying, come on, daughter. Come on, son. Just come. He's got his arms out waiting to receive you. And once you embrace him, and once you get into the um, crook of his arm, just say, Lord, now could you fill me? I need you to fill me. I need you to fill every place of me that nothing else can take the place or anything else can enter in. I need to be filled with the spirit of the living God. I need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I need you. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I need you to just open your mouth. Lord, I love you. Fill me with your spirit in the name of Jesus and allow your tongue to be loose. Submit unto God and allow your tongue to be loose and begin to speak in your prayer language. Come on in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Just lay in your arm in the arms of your father. Fall into his embrace right now. Fall into his embrace in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for relinquishing, Father God, their hold and allowing you to pick up the reins in the name of Jesus, Lord. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just see some of you with your head just laying in the crook of his shoulder. I promise you, I see that in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus, we just worship and praise you. We thank you, Lord, for receiving your daughter, receiving your son, Father God. We just thank you, Lord. And Father God, we thank you, Father God, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we ask right now, Father God, that you would seal each and every one of them. Everything that was said today, everything that was done, Father God, every realm that was opened up to them, every place where you were allowed to shed light in the name of Jesus, we seal it with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because it's the blood that has the power, hallelujah, to cleanse us. And so that place is cleansed now in the name of Jesus. And don't you worry about nothing because what now that you've asked God to fill you with the Holy Spirit and you have the spirit of the living God inside of you, God works from the inside out. So don't you try to conform no more. You just allow the Holy Spirit to live in you and you allow God to be the, the one and only King and the ruler on in your heart. Amen. You stay focused. Amen. You stay focused. Father God, we thank you for everything that you've thank done. You. We just seal it with the blood of Jesus. And there shall be no backlash in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This is a no sender zone in the name of Jesus. Everything thank that you. is sent has to has got to go back to the sender. It cannot come here in thank the name you. of Jesus. It has no authority. Every thank child, you. every man, every woman who has received thank the Lord, may you be blessed and prosperous. Thank you. 
find you a church home. If you need to find a church home and you don't know how, go ahead and email us. Mm -hmm. We are willing to help you find a Bible-believing uh, church that believes in the whole Bible, the, a Bible-believing church. Thank you. That's filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. And wherever God wants to send you, we pray that you will grow and mature in that place. And don't believe the lie that, the, um, that God has taken you out of a church because the church is corrupt. That's a lie from the pits of hell. You need to be in the, in the body of Christ so that you can um, have accountability so that people can watch how you grow and that you can have a family who will come, um, come alongside of you and help you to grow and love on you. God will show you the church to be in. We love you here. Amen. And we want to see you living a vibrant and abundant lives Amen. in Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. And also, if you prayed that prayer, if you received, if you made Jesus your Lord, if you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, email us, let us know, let us celebrate with you. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family. To God be the glory. Yes, Lord. And um, write down this email. If you don't have it yet, or if you don't have it by now, please have this email somewhere because I'm getting ready to show you something and you might want to have this email address handy. Okay? Eternity chat, no S, at God's Love Song Ministries.com. Um, Apostle True, something that's on my heart right before we go. Okay. We did a lot of talking about Jesus is Lord. And, um, and we're talking about how our message is not just, you know, we're not just talking about the world as they relate to God, but we're specifically talking to the body of Christ, getting something straight, bringing that word of correction, absolutely, absolutely, um, but making Jesus Lord. And some of you might be like, okay, so is Jesus really my Lord? Did I make him Lord? How do I know if I'm walking like Jesus is my Lord? Well, I have this ebook that I would like to offer to you. Mm. It's a digital download and it's called Jesus is Lord, but is he yours? Mm. It's a it's a little ebook and it has the litmus test in it. There's a single question in there that however you answer it, you will know mm. if mm. Jesus is your Lord or not. And then if you decide that you would like to make Jesus your Lord or if you would like to confess him as Lord afresh, there's a prayer in there for you. And then, of course, there's a way for you to get in contact with us. Let us know. Let us celebrate with you. Let us pray with you. Um, we're here to mentor you and to help in any way we can. So if you would like the digital download, Jesus is Lord, but is he yours? Then please um, email us at eternity chats, eternity chat, excuse me, no S, at God's Love Song Ministries.com. Okay. Amen. Praise well, the there you go. There Praise you go. The All right. Amen. Okay, you guys. We've had a wonderful time together, as we always do. We again want to thank you for being with us. We will be here again next month, although I will not be here next month. I will be in Uganda for two weeks. But Prophet is Free will be here. She she's going to have a wonderful chat uh, with you. She's going to bring some practicality 
to our chats. So please, please stay tuned for next month. We will be sending out flyers as we as we do. And um, we hope that you have been blessed this Saturday, as you have always been on our hearts and in our prayers. We continue to pray for you and ask the Lord to bless you and to always show you his face. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.